It's Keith McPherson on The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Good morning, good morning. The NFL returns tonight. (laughs) I can't wait, man. I love football. The NFL is king. And that's my new little uh, intro for the NFL season. I have my boy Mr. Encore cook up a beat. He made the Frank Sinatra New York, New York hip hop beat for me back in 2019 when, uh, you know, my uh, little stupid brain thought that the Yankees were going to the World Series in 2019. I requested that we make that beat uh, during the ALCS, and I was starting to write a rap about the Yankees getting back to the World Series, and that never (laughs) happened. But then I had that beat. And never did anything with it until I got on WFAN. And, um, you know, they don't have the voiceover guy to be like, Chris McMonagall, Sal Licata, Keith McPherson. They don't have that guy anymore. So when I first came into WFAN, they're like, you know, what do you want to play? I'm like, play this. Yankee boy. You know, I I posted on X today, on Twitter today, a year ago. It's funny because I had it saved. From last year, I guess I went to September 6, 2023, and I had a event saved in my calendar, and the event was, can I get an update? And then I saw the link in the description, and it was a article where the article said, WFAN seems determined to push Keith McPherson, but we're not sure how receptive the overall listenership will be to his Yankees superfan shtick. (laughs) <laughs> okay so a year ago someone wrote that about me and uh you know I, I i didn't i didn't pay it any attention last year at the time but i did save it in my calendar to bring it up this year and i wanted to speak on that because i'm like this is not stick like i i know that the radio right when you listen to the radio a lot of hosts a lot of people on the radio do have shtick or personalities or things they turn off and on. That 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 ain't it, homie. Like I don't have that. Like anybody that actually has met me or seen me walking around in the flesh, heard my voice, heard me talk about sports, life, anything, it's it's exactly the same. I'm talking to you the same way I would talk to you in Yankee Stadium. I'm not turning anything on. I'm not pretending and I'm damn sure not a Yankee super fan. I guess I'm a Yankee super fan. On the fan. No, I'm not a Yankees super fan. There's not shtick. I'm I'm being honest. And what I said was, you know, I'm honest about the Yankees. Do I sound like a super fan now? No. I, I was pretty honest this year about them. I was pretty straight to the point about it, how I felt about it. A Yankees super fan would say, we're still making the postseason. Look, told you don't give up on these guys. There's still a chance. Keith McPherson, a Yankees fan, hosting on the fan will tell you, this is cool. They're winning games. I'm glad they're making it fun. I'm glad it's fun to watch the games again. I would love to see them make a push, make a run at this thing. I don't feel like it's going to come to fruition, but what do I know? I'm no smarter than you, and you can't predict baseball. 877-337-6666. We will get into the football conversation now because tonight the NFL kicks off. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. (laughs) It is great to just be able to sit down and watch real football. Not preseason, not college. The best of the best, the highest level of competition. 
And my favorite quarterback, maybe all time already, is Patrick Mahomes. I saw Ferrari Pat coming into the league, and he hasn't disappointed. He's different. He's one on one. I could watch that kid play the quarterback position every single time he plays. I don't. I haven't missed too many of his games, so I'm excited to watch him play. And Dan Campbell's Lions. I want to see what Jameer Gibbs looks like. You know, I wish Jamison Williams didn't get suspended, but Amon Ross St. Brown, he knows every receiver picked ahead of him. That little guy's got a chip on his shoulder. And that defense, what's up? Let's see it. Aiden Hutchinson, let's see it. I'm ready. Football, are you ready for some football? A Thursday night party. My guy Lewis out in Brooklyn. (laughs) Hi. I'm I'm getting psyched for the Cowboys Giants. Uh, I think it was Morash today that said, "So what? That the Cowboys beat the Giants eleven to one. They he's giving them a can't, chance. Come can't on, really, can't really Cowboys ignore aren't... that. <laughs> can't really <laughs> ignore those numbers. Like so what? Like you can't really ignore the fact that the Cowboys have owned you for years now. Yeah, what many years now. About? And when you go look I mean, up the overall record, it's not really close. Yeah, anything can happen on any given day, but look, I mean, the Cowboys have a good team. I mean, everybody's worried about the coach, yeah. you know, but if, if you listen the offense, to the fan, but... if you listen to the fan, they'll tell you Dak Prescott's not that good, and <laughs> majority of folks would have Daniel Jones over Dak Prescott. Tiki Barber said that today. <laughs> if you listen to the fan, no. they'll tell you it's yeah, a lot. It's a lot. This is this is it. The Giants the Giants have enough talent to compete with the Dallas Cowboys Sunday night. This Sunday. I'll be out there. But I you guarantee you. I'll see about? it. How are they going to stop Micah Parsons? He's going to be in Jones' face. He's going to be in the backfield, number 11. Yeah, and as soon and, as... You know, as soon as you're all focused on just Micah Parsons, let's say you get him blocked up, you take two guys to block him up, who's going to block Demarcus Lawrence? Correct. Evan Correct. Neal had a tough time with that man. That guy still exists. Tanks still exist on that other side of the D-line. Right. Jonathan Hankins. And they got a great offense. They got a good running back. They uh their tight end first. Yeah, I, I heard I heard Morash today say that outside of Micah Parsons and the two corners on the Dallas defense, there's no one special. Like they're kind of mid. And I'm like, bro, what? This defense is a unit that has played together under Dan Quinn now for three years. Right. Their safeties, J. Ron Curse, Donovan Wilson, Malik Hooker. Israel, like they, they. I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna hype up the Cowboys because I do feel like they're frauds. They've let me down a ton. But like, come on now, we can't be so biased that we're looking at the Dallas Cowboys who won 12 games back to back seasons. They won four out of the five games with their backup quarterback. We can't act like the Dallas Cowboys aren't one of the better teams in the NFC and in the NFC East. If, the, if Daniel Jones that. and the Giants want to go anywhere this year, they have to beat the Cowboys, and they'll have a better shot at beating the Cowboys week one than they will in Jerry World, whatever week that is. Are you aware that Jerry Jones uh, took that quarterback? Um, of course. I'm aware of everything in the without, Cowboys no, without, world. Without um, that knowing about it. Yeah, and he, he even doubled down on it. He said, I can make that move in, in, in five seconds. I don't need to run it through everyone. Basically saying, I own this team. I can do things like that. No one's checking me at 80 years old. And that's why I truly believe the Dallas Cowboys will not win a damn thing until Jerry Jones steps out or, you know, the other alternative. 
Yeah. I, I like Kellen Moore running the line. But I don't. And I See, I'm excited to see what it looks like with Mike McCarthy calling the plays on the sideline to Dak Prescott, who is a quarterback coach at this point on the field, and uh, Brian Schottenheimer yeah, up, up in the uh, skybox looking down. Let's see how it works. That, yeah, but Mike McCarthy cannot make up his mind if he should call a timeout, if he should – if he should call it, I've said know, that. At, at first, I was worried because video. I'm like, this guy can't call timeouts. How, how's he going to call plays? But you know what? Dak Prescott is the buffer. If Dak doesn't like a play and he sees the defense, Dak can check the play. He can audible, and he's got I weapons. I know, but what about running the clock? He what about really running the clock? Struggle. I hope we I hope we run the ball and kill the clock. Uh, that's the whole thing. Mike McCarthy came out and said, I want to run the damn ball. Kellen Moore... Wanted to throw it 50, 60 times with Dak. If you do that, he's bound to throw two interceptions. Run the yeah. ball. Anyways, Tony Pollard. I, Tony Pollard said if they call it, I'm going to haul it. Run the ball. Can we get some type of gadget plays together for the Deuce Vaughn kid? The Deuce is loose. Can I yeah, see one screen yeah. to him? Let him hide behind the offensive line and get busy? <laughs> Rico Dowdle. Yeah. I don't think people are familiar with Rico Dowdle, but he won the second string running back position. He's going to get some burn. He's going to get some some time to play. Jake Ferguson, Peyton Hendershot. That's that's your new uh, Dalton Schultz, Jason Witten at, and at tight end. And what about the wide receivers? CeeDee Lamb, Michael Gallup, and, and they like this. Brandon uh, Cooks, Brandon Cooks, Brandon Cooks, Brandon Cooks. Yeah. Brandon Cooks yeah. has been a 1,000-yard receiver everywhere he's been. He's still okay. got it. He's not washed. He's going to be running wide open down the field. Dak is going to hit him with a deep ball. Uh, Xavier McKinney. These rookie corners, be ready. Anyways, I just want to tell you that my favorite quarterback, I'm, I'm not talking about Starback and Troy Aikman, but if I had to pick my favorite quarterback, Joe Montana. My favorite quarterback, and I, I like Joe, but I, I, I did it too much because I'm a Dallas fan. How can how, If you're right. a Dallas fan, Lewis, how can a 49ers quarterback? Like I like Steve Young too, but not that much. I was a Troy Aikman guy. I still, I still wear my Troy Aikman jersey faithfully there's pictures of me as a kid well, in Troy I remember jersey. Joe Montana's famous pass to Dwight Clark with Everson Wall covering yeah you can't that love that that's cat. before that, that's before my time but you can't can't love that too much <laughs> I wore my uh Mike Vick jersey today Mike Vick is one of my favorite quarterbacks all time Patrick Mahomes who else did I really oh, like Mom. how they played the position uh but Rogers but Rogers I never. I, come, Lewis, was Lewis are you a Cowboys throwing. fan? Cowboys fans hate Aaron Rodgers. 2016, know, 2014. No, but he's not my favorite. But these are the people that I always face. You know, I can so respect I know him. Them, you know? Peyton Manning, I would say, is one of my favorite quarterbacks to watch as well. That guy just knew everything well, that was going on. Rodgers was running Drew around Brees. throwing off balance before uh, before Mahomes. You know, They're not the yeah. same, but yes, I, I give Rodgers that. He's a good quarterback. He's one of the goats. I, I can't wait to see what he does with the Jets and Garrett Wilson and these guys. But as a Cowboys fan, that guy has ripped our heart. I think they beat us in Green Bay last year because yeah. Dak was turning yeah. the ball over. Yep, that's true. We're right but back in son, it. My son is a Jet fan. What could I do? <laughs> uh, week two, it's it's you versus him. Week two. <laughs> And I remember, what was it? What year was it when Sam Darnold and Robbie Anderson beat the Cowboys in MetLife Stadium? I was with my boy John at his house, and the Jets didn't win that many games, but he was pumped that day. When the Cowboys play the Jets, my son tells me it's a holiday for us. We're going to be praying. (laughs) 
The Cowboys fans? No, that's looking for revenge. I just said we hate Aaron Rodgers. When Aaron Rodgers comes to Jerry World week two, the first home game in Dallas, they're looking to smack him. Payback. Watch. We didn't forget. Yeah. All right. It's getting exciting. Yes. It's 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 Thursday. It counts. Set your fantasy lineup. I don't know if you have any Lions. Maybe you have a couple Chiefs. Set your fantasy lineup. Start looking at first touchdown scores, anytime touchdown scores. But Put your little parlays you, together. Get your odds why, boost. I know, but why are they starting with the Lions against KC? The Lions are so good. No. So it's, it's usually the Super Bowl winner, right? The Chiefs open up. And I don't really know how they arrive at the team that's going to face them. But you know what? I look is at the that Lions. That's a rivalry. Is that such a competition? No, it's not a rivalry at all. Detroit and Kansas City. No, that's NFC, AFC. But I think I know Detroit but is it competitive? was competitive. I mean, no, they're they're, they're going to be they're going to be competitive. Speaking of Aaron Rodgers, they beat Aaron Rodgers in his last game as a Packer, and they were this close to being a playoff team. They finished last year strong after starting one and six. I think it's just that you know they were on hard knocks last year. Dan Campbell. There's a lot of buzz around the Lions. So many people picked them to win the NFC North, which reminds me, I will give you my division winner picks. And as I say them on air tonight before 2 a.m., I'm going to bet them as well. Get your before NFL you future go, bets in. Before you let me go, there was a bold prediction made today. I don't remember who, what, when, and where on one of the stations that the Super Bowl, and it was a knowledgeable person, will be the Jets against San Francisco. I want to hear you as I get off comment on that. All Just right. the 49ers. Thanks Bye. for the call, Lewis. McCole Hardman said that in the second episode of Hard Knocks when the magician did the whole trick. He said it would be 49ers Jets. It's not going to be. I would bet that. I'd bet the field versus being 49ers Jets. The Jets, I, 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 I want to see the Jets win. I lean gangrene. You've heard me say that. I lean gangrene. I'm a Jersey guy. I grew up going to Jet Life Stadium. I know, I know. It's Giant Stadium. When I went there as a kid, it literally was Giant Stadium. But the Jets play there as well. The New Jersey Jets. I remember going up there for a Monday night football game in the rain. It was Geno Smith versus the Dolphins. We sat 18 rows back, and the tickets were like $18 because the Jets were no good back then. Um, I've been to a bunch of Jets tailgates. It's always fun. I love seeing the Jets fans spell out the name, get all fired up, and then as soon as they go in the stadium, the game starts and everybody, ah, oh, what the hell? J-E-T-S just end the season. But it's going to be different this year. What I will say, and I've been saying, is it's about ending the drought. It's not about the Super Bowl. If Aaron Rodgers can actually get this team to the Super Bowl and win it this year, man, I, I mean, I, I would love it. That's going to be a hell of a party and parade. I'll be right there with you. I'll be pulling up to Jet Life Stadium to watch a lot of those games. But I plan on going to those games anyway because I'm a former quarterback. I can I can watch offensive football all day. Never been a defensive guy. But I want to see how offenses line up and attack. And this offense is going to be different. The, the Jets potentially never will have an offense like this and maybe never had one before. When you when you look at the, the offense for the Jets with a Hall of Fame GOAT quarterback with a two-headed monster in the backfield – with what Brees Hall and Dalvin Cook could potentially be in the open field, breaking runs, breaking the game open, you have to respect that. I know they're coming off of uh, ACL and a shoulder, but whatever. They're going to be fine. And then when you look at these receivers, Garrett Wilson is the guy. 
Everybody says they're him, but he's actually him. Like, if you watch this kid, how he runs his routes, how quick he is, and Hard Knocks, Aaron Rodgers was saying, yo, I'm having a hard time getting the ball to him. Like, he's there. Aaron Rodgers has to speed up. Aaron Rodgers is one of the quickest releases. Aaron Rodgers is cerebral. He's two steps ahead of the game. And then when you add McCole Hardman, who's a burner himself, you add Alan Lazard, who's a big-body blocker, and then even these young kids. I, I only saw the first half of Hard Knocks last night, but I loved the Jets being on Hard Knocks. Congratulations. It was it was perfectly fine and well-executed. Uh, nothing bad happened. They didn't show anyone getting cut, but I love them showing Gibson and Brownlee, these kids that made the team after being undrafted. And they get to go on this journey with this team, and I, I think the Jets' offense, Tyler Conklin, don't sleep on Conklin. I think I drafted him late in fantasy. The Jets' offense is going to be able to move the chains. There are tuds waiting for the Jets fans. You don't have to sit there on Sundays mad that it's three and out, mad that you're punting again, mad that you get uh, a fumble recovery or you get an interception and you can only get three out of it. When you have Aaron Rodgers, you have the ability to be in every single game. He knows everything going on on the field. He's got weapons around him. If they can block for him, they'll be fine. If they can't block for him, Nathaniel Hackett and Rodgers are going to scheme to get the ball out of his hands and get the ball to their weapons. It's, it's going to be fun. 877-337-6666. I get it if you want to dream Super Bowl. But the dream should be to win enough games to get to the playoffs. You thought you were going to get to the playoffs last year. You took a nosedive the last six weeks of the season. This year will be different. It's not going to be easy. You're going to lose some games. I had a caller last night say the, the Jets could start off four and six. I said, you're not wrong. But they also could start off six and four. They also could start off better than that. Let's see it. That's why all of this hype... All of this watching, all of the all the moves they made, all the talk on every station, every channel, every football coverage, the Jets have a huge target on their back. This is unfamiliar territory for them. But it's exciting. Right? It's better than what come on, bro. It's better it's better than I don't know, Fitz Magic or or the Sanchez or, or Josh McCown or Joe Flacco, Zach Wilson era. Come on, bro. Like this is gonna be a great season for the Jets and the Jets fans. If it doesn't end in the Super Bowl, whatever. Rodgers is coming back next year. The goal has to be to end the playoff drought, get into the dance, and let the chips fall where they may. And then on the other side with the Giants, the Giants got to the playoffs last year. The Giants won a game last year. They have the coach of the year. They have a $40 million quarterback. They arguably had the best offseason of any NFL team. Think about it. Think about it. The moves that the Giants made, they arguably had the best offseason as far as what their roster looked like last year. Go look at that 53. There's a lot of names you didn't recognize to now who's on their roster. Offense and defense-wise, they're ready to go. And they have a three-headed monster. Not in the backfield, but in their coaching staff. Brian Dable is, like, the guy. Like, he, out of all the coaches in the NFL, like, that guy looks like a football coach. He's, he's rolling up in a Ford F-150. He looks like he doesn't do anything but watch film. And he's dead-ass serious about winning games and scheming and plotting and planning on changing the culture for the Giants. They're only in year two of a rebuild, and we're already talking about, are they going to win nine, ten games, go to the playoffs again? They shocked the world last year. They're not sneaking up on anyone, but they don't have to because they have the talent and the coaching. Wink Martindale, he's got some toys to play with. He's got some weapons on defense. And Mike Kafka, quiet as kept, 
He's a genius too. He could be a head coach somewhere. Wink could be a head coach somewhere. They're, they stayed right here in New York because they understand the market. They understand the history of the New York Giants, and they understand what they have the ability to do right now. Right now. So we're, we're walking right into it. I can't wait. Dave's in Massapequa. What's up, Dave? You're on the fan. Senor, como esta? Mi muy grande no I see, pelo. I see. Donde esta la biblioteca? Where is the library? Mi mucho, mucho loco. Mucho, mucho poco dinero. Son las once y... Uh, yo no sé, yo no sé. Yo no sé, yo no sé, yo no sé. Can I tell you something? You, with me, it's like finding a Stradivarius in a desert somewhere. You are second to none, and you keep on doing good things. And the point of the Hispanic people learning English is so important, and us in the reverse. I've done it my whole life when I was in the remodeling business. They're the best people in the world. They want to learn. But I don't believe that the people or the very wealthy Hispanics that make all the money that don't speak very well, mm. I think they're doing the wrong thing by not insisting that everybody learns both languages. And you are such a lightning rod for these things. And, well, uh, it's just reality. That's why I said I don't have any stick. I just have real life. I'm in Jersey City with the Puerto Ricans. I'm in the Bronx with the Dominicans. Like, Please. You know what I'm saying? You're talking to, you know who you're talking to. I've been everywhere with everybody, and I've had truthfully... Um, I've had the, the, and I hate to say this to you, but I, I, I will tell you one thing: when you're picking your spots and you're, you're betting your games, it's like you got to look at that like you're betting golf. When you pick a player at golf and you're getting twenty-eight to one, mm-hmm. and another one you're getting six to one, you're not getting six to one anymore. You're only getting three to one. So that's where people get confused. And if, okay, please don't do that. And number two, kiddo, I've had the worst two weeks of my life times a thousand. Times a thousand, locked up in a loony bin against my will for two weeks, been through hell, caused off a repo in a, it's in a body shop. I mean, it's, uh, it's in the impound. That's your reality. That's what just happened to you, August into September. I, uh, how about this? So I spoke to you a couple of weeks ago. You made me cry with happiness because you said, Dave, you finally win. And I thought I did. And I've been through hell, kid. I got last day in my car. It's going out. The, well, the, where, the where are you car. right now? I'm outside of McDonald's in uh, Deer Park, because um, uh, i got to be by Wi-Fi. And I kid, I've had the wildest ride of anybody. I'm not suicidal. I'm not. I'm just the opposite. And that's why I'm but glad you, you let me You're stay still on. breathing, and, and you're talking on yeah. WFAN right now. Keep going. It's, you ain't, you're saving my... Listen, let me tell you something. I waited to get this out for a long time. The mental health things, I was there. I was on a medication for 20 years. It saved my panic attacks completely. Mm-hmm. And when I went to go protest something, uh, I got arrested. And uh, I went to go to try to get a ride to another police department. Uh, my call was an impound, and I was hitchhiking. I got picked up by a police officer. I asked her to please take me to Southern Precinct. There's something that I've been trying to get out to Mayor Adams and Mayor Bloomberg to turn over to a gentleman named Breon Peace about horrible things I've been trying to turn in. Nobody would ever listen to me. So uh, what I did, I wound up, I stayed at the beach every night for the past year in my car. They've been great to me. And in the morning, I asked them to please call or whatever cops there are, to please come uh, and break my window so I can get the attention so they will finally listen to these tapes. And that's what they did. But instead of listening to these tapes, they just took my car to the impound. They arrested me for petty larceny. 
Um, first time, well, I won't say first time arrested, but I've never been in trouble before. And what I wound up trying to explain to these people about these tapes that I had, they listened to them at one place, and they took me, I hate to call it the loony bin, but that's where they took me, kid, for two weeks against my will. And no matter what, it was such a horror. And I hope, truthfully, to get this place closed down. And besides that, um... Yeah, what, what I'll say, um, you know, it's always darkest before dawn. I'm sorry hey, to hear that that Keithy, happened. Keithy, just, just that you're talking to me makes me feel great. I'm getting it all out. And the truth is, if I can get through that, and I'm, a, yeah. I'm not strong when, when it comes to When you get jammed can. up and you're in the system and you have no control over what's not happening even, to you, yeah. it, it sucks. It's, it's scary. But I will tell you, if I'm getting through it, and anybody, if I can do it, anybody thinking about doing things stupid, please yeah, don't. Yeah, there's, there's light it's, at the end of the tunnel. Stupid. You're still breathing. You, you still have your life. You're, you're still alive. And, and, there's another and day the coming. Way, it's, it's, we're 30 minutes into so Thursday. It's, it's September kidding, 7th. Right, and I get my check on the, the 22nd, whatever it is. I will be fine even if I got to walk. Yeah, you want to get to that money. You want to get to that check landing. You are second to none. I freaking love you. And um, there's so much more I got to tell you. But here, last thing. Please follow my gambling advice. If you bet more than $20 on a game, you're trying to win money. Nobody wins money betting sports. Nobody. Watch my videos. Billy likes to gamble, and uh, they can say whatever they wanted. Uh, I know how wacky I am, but hopefully I'm going to go on to do some really cool I, things. I thought you were going to say something you. about the New York Giants. Oh, how about this? Yeah, how about this? <laughs> the rock okay, how about this? Thank you so much. I'm breathing. This is the first breath I'm taking, kid. And unfortunately, this new medication they put me on, I wasn't crying, but... Uh... <laughs> uh, well, I'm, I'm here for therapy. I'm here for life, uh, life lessons. Um, you can call me up at 877-337-6666. The topic said... Giants are a lock. That's why I led in with, uh, you know, Dable and Wink Martindale and Mike Kafka and them having the best offseason in the NFL as far as acquiring talent. Did not know we were going to go that way, but we can. Uh, it's okay. For anyone out there listening that might not call in, that's going through something as the summer ends and we go into September, as the seasons change from summer into fall, I, I know it. I've been through it, too. I'm a real person just like you. I struggle with things. Uh, you know, my life isn't as easy as you might think because I'm a radio host. I, I've been there. I've been in real situations. I have friends and family that have gone through things, too. I can relate. And all I can tell you is keep going. There's a better day, a better tomorrow. And we're in a brand new day. Like I said, we're 30 minutes in to September 7th. The NFL returns tonight. 877-337-6666. Let's break it down. We'll be right back after this. Four days until the Jets kick off the season. There's nothing like New York, so I understand that. I appreciate that. Talk New York Jets football on the fan. This is an incredible sports town. There's a lot of, a lot of great franchises here. 101.9 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Back at it on the fan. Keep McPherson, your nighttime host, KM to 2 a.m. Call me up, man. Join the show. If you want to talk sports, gambling, life, I'm here for you till 2 o'clock in the morning. 
on this glorious morning when the NFL returns. <laughs> I can't wait, man. I'm a fiend for it. I've always been since a kid. I would say, uh, you know, football was my first love. And then football broke my heart when I was very little because I tried to play Pop Warner football the first year I was too late for signups. And I remember showing up and seeing all the little kids in their helmets and shoulder pads and the coaches saying, sign up, sign up was months ago. We can't just let you walk in here and play. These kids These kids signed up back in May. It's August. And I just said, wow, I want to play. Then the next year, I actually went to sign-ups, and I was too light to play. I was I was like 55 pounds or something. I was too light to play. So se- seven years old, eight years old, struck out. Or eight, year old, eight years old, nine years old, struck out on playing football. Luckily, baseball was there for me. You, you guys remember fall baseball? Like, you play uh, Little League baseball, and then they have the All-Stars in the summer. And if you play all year round, like, you can play fall baseball in like September, October, November, until it gets too cold in Jersey. That's how it was set up. So I have fall baseball that I played to hold me over until I was big enough to play football at age 10. And um, they didn't know anything about me. So they had me play D end and tight end my first year, which was cool, which was cool. First time I ever touched the ball in a game, I scored a touchdown. I wouldn't say that on the radio if it wasn't true. I took an end around to the house, like 70 yards. And I used to run down plays from the backside at DN was just a long lanky fast kid uh that first year and then the next year when I was 11 shout out to coach Williamson he's looking at the team I wanted to be a wide receiver you know make the transition from tight end to wide receiver you know they don't throw the ball at that age but watching the NFL the receivers were the glamorous ones the divas the ones that got in the end zone got to dance got to celebrate and I wanted to be a receiver And we had enough receivers, and we had enough running backs. And Coach Williamson said, you're going to play quarterback for me, son. Start learning how to take snaps. And I said, me? Oh, no, I I don't want to put my hands on that guy's butt. And I remember I went home, and I was sad. My brother was like, what's wrong with you? What happened at practice? And I was like, they made me play quarterback. My brother was like, what? You're about to be the quarterback? I'm like, I'm competing to be. He's like, yo, let's hold on. Let's go to the store. Let's get you a football. Let's start throwing. Rest in peace to my brother, Sean. Put the football in my hand. Went out in the front yard, which we shared with like seven other apartments. (laughs) And we started throwing. And the rest is history. I love the game, man. I love baseball. Baseball was there for me, too. That's why I'm a huge baseball fan. And you know, back then, playing Pop Warner, I remember having Pop Warner football practice out of school and our Pop Warner football coaches being Yankees fans. And I remember that feeling of it getting cold in October and it getting dark earlier and coaches letting us out of practice so that, you know, we could go home and watch the Yankees in the postseason. Uh, that was um, an amazing feeling as a kid. Like, practice is over, right? You run your suicides, your sprint suicides, basketball, sports brain. We, I, I did play basketball as well. But we would run, uh, which probably shouldn't even have called this what we called it, but it was called Chinese fire drill. I don't know if you guys ever did that. It was a conditioning thing. And then we had what was called gassers, not suicides, but gassers where you run the 53 and a third across the field. And, you know, we, we go offense, defense, special teams, whatever in practice, and then blow the whistle, conditioning, 
and the coaches would let us out early so we could get home to watch the Yankees. Those were the best of days. Dave's in Poughkeepsie on the fan. What's up, Dave? Hey, Keith, not much, man. Great show. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Thanks for calling in. Hey, wanted to touch base on, uh, you know, the Yankees and the young kids coming up and how it's a kind of a bitter, bittersweet thing going on. Yeah. Um, you know, it's bitter in the sense that it's kind of taken away some of the venom that should be spewed at Hal Steinbrenner and, and how he's uh, really putting the Yankees kind of into the ground. It's like he's running a little razzle-dazzle of, hey, look at this nice, shiny new thing, uh-huh. but nobody go look over here and see how bad things are really going. Yeah, so, I haven't forgot. I know a lot of us haven't forgot either. Uh, the, the, the tune has changed. The vibe is different. We appreciate all this, but you know when it's going to come back, Dave? When you're watching the Houston Astros in the postseason again? You know what I'm saying? When you're watching uh, the Tampa Bay Rays in the postseason again or you know some of these teams like the Braves and the Dodgers that are in it every single year. When you're watching the rest of baseball go on their run in October and we're on the outside looking in and like we were in the ALCS last year, that's when it's going to come back. And, and the fan base will apply pressure from October, November, December, winter meetings and, and in the spring training. But right now it's kumbaya. The Martian has landed. Let's see what the kids can do. Let the kids play. The Yankee Utes, the Baby Bombers, youth movement, whatever. They're winning games. Five in a row, longest win streak of the season. Eight and one in their yeah. last nine. The best nine-game stretch of the season. Too little, too late. But who knows? Six and a half back with the teams in front of them flailing. Maybe they can make the wild card and, and try and salvage the season. Um, I, I don't subscribe to that. Maybe I will in two weeks if it's looking like that. They still have more to do. But but you're 100% right. It's bittersweet. As I'm watching these games, I'm enjoying it. But I'm just like, how come they couldn't have called the Martian up two months ago? <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, and I watch these games. Like, how come we couldn't have pressed these buttons a little earlier before the nine-game losing streak? When you didn't go for it on August 1st at the deadline, you st- should have started sending the kids up now. That's all you had. Now, I'll tell you, it, it, it's true, and that's the sweet part of it is watching these kids come up. And I'll tell you, for me, I'm you know from the Kissy area, from the Dutchess County area, and I have a connection with the uh, Hudson Valley Renegades, which is the high-A affiliate of the Yankees. So I got to see every single one of these guys come through the A-ball system, and every one of them you knew that they were going to make it to the Bronx at some point from Peraza, Volpe, uh, Wells, Everson Pereira, and then Dominguez. And if you think about it, Dominguez was in A-ball about 15 months ago. Yeah. And when I tell you this kid, he was kind of like uh, Pedro Serrano from the movie Major League. Fastball, he could hit. Off-speed pitch, he could not. And he made such strides between A-ball and what he's doing now to recognize and learn how to hit the off-speed pitch. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. Yeah. What I really hope is that between the end of this season and next season, he develops even more, and the Yankees help him, right? They're doing a deep dive into everything. Don't mess it up with this kid. Make sure this kid is ready at 21 to be the Yankees' starting center fielder for the next 15 years. Like, Make sure that he does take that next step. Now he's he's smelling it. He's feeling it. He, he's in Yankee Stadium with the pinstripes. He's out there in center field. He's 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 got those reps. Okay, make sure he's ready to go at the start of next season. Oh, without a doubt. I think he will be just because of the way that he has gone about it every step of the way. It's all in his preparation. When he was in A-ball, people criticized his defense because, they, oh, he dropped balls in center field. 
Well, guess what? The ball that he dropped was the one ball that no other center fielder was going to get to. Right. The kid is fast. He can run. Yeah. Covers ground. I've been watching like, him run. I'm like, it's football season. I'm like, this kid runs like a linebacker. This kid is he, he's something oh. else. Alien yeah, for real. Off the chart. Yeah. So, I mean, he dropped the ball that uh, another center fielder would be two steps away from. So, he can make up that ground. And I think the kid, he's going to be just fine. And then they still have the other kid that's coming up, uh, Spencer Jones. He's yeah. going to be the next real deal. Yeah, I saw him in Seattle. He's uh, yeah. he's in the mold of an Aaron Judge. He's like 6'6", six, 6'7". Six, six, um, yeah, and all of it. Yep. Yeah. And the, the only downside of all this, you know, seeing the young kids. And, yeah, right now they're always going to have trouble with Houston. But the, the real sad part of it is the Baltimore Orioles and the Tampa Rays, their farm systems are from the yeah, it's going to be a battle, and and yeah, because of the way that uh, the Orioles lost for so many years, they they hit on a bunch of picks, and the way that Tampa yeah. scouts and operates, they got some young talent too. So it's just gonna it's just gonna reset and reshuffle, and the Yankees got to figure it out. What I hope is that you know, hope, hope, hope week. I hope that they fill in the blanks with these kids. Go out and get Bellinger if that makes sense. Go out and get another arm. Go out and get I don't know Matt Chapman if that makes sense. Like. Spend the money to fill in the blanks, and then have your 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 core of homegrown talent again. Yeah, they they definitely need some arms coming up through the system. Uh, Tampa's stacked with they probably have six kids in the A ball system that throw ninety five plus, so they have some fire throwers coming up all the way up through the Yanks uh, through through the ranks. And the Yankees yeah. need to kind of Cashman traded that. away all the Yankees arms, Luis Medina. Uh, J.P. Yeah. Sears, Ken Waldichuk, Clayton Beater. Uh, there's a, a few names that I remember seeing last year with the Benintendi move and then the um, the Montas-Lou Trevino move. Yeah. We, uh, yeah Ezekiel Duran would be on this team if it wasn't for the Joey Gallo move. Maybe yep. Jordan Montgomery. There's rumors Yankee fans want a reunion with Jordan Montgomery. I don't think Jordan Montgomery wants a reunion, but... He doesn't want to come back. Who who knows if they if they you know they can convince them that you know they birthed them. Uh, no one loves That's you it. like your mama. Tiki Bar- Barbara always says they, they might be able to sway him <laughs> if they pay him. We'll see. He'd be nice. He'd be a nice addition. They 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 need yeah. some arms. He he himself you know. said big lefties don't grow on trees. They didn't want me, and I think he likes having a beard. But I don't know how much he's gonna like being on Texas as uh you know they're falling out of it. They can't close games. A this Chapman over there, huh? Max Scherzer over there. Ah. <laughs> we, we saw that story before. Yeah, we know that well. We know that well. <laughs> nah, but that's it, man. So hopefully the Yankees and the young kids can uh, make some magic uh, in the future. But, hey, I, I appreciate your show. I appreciate your time, and you have a great night. Great call, Dave. Thanks for it. Now now that I mentioned uh, Max Scherzer, we'll, we'll speak on that tonight for the uh, Metropolitan fans out there. I I talked about it last night or two nights ago actually or maybe in the morning yesterday, where I'm like, look at this, you've got a matchup jockeying for positioning in the postseason and division between uh, the AOS, the Astros, and the Rangers, an old school rivalry battle down there in Texas, and look who's on the mound, Justin Verlander versus Max Scherzer. And Scherzer did what he does in any big spot, in any big game, in any big matchup. 
He goes three innings, gives up six hits, seven runs, and uh, three homers. <laughs> Yikes. Verlander goes seven innings, only gives up four hits, two runs, or, or uh, two runs, one earned run, strikes out six, one home run. Verlander does what he's supposed to do as the Astros go on to put up 12 runs on the Rangers tonight. And if you've heard me talk about the Houston Astros and just like, that's baseball, Susan, you can't predict baseball. The Yankees go into Minute Maid Park Labor Day weekend and sweep Houston. What a fluke of all flukes. I'll take it. But I just know that when the Astros find themselves back in the ALCS, we're all going to be thinking about the young Yankees, the Martian landing, and them sweeping Houston in that building as we watch that building again in October. When we watch more postseason moments with Jose Altuve, who's been going crazy. Guy fouls a ball off his foot first game in the Yankees series. Then he's a non-factor. They activate Michael Brantley. He tries to get going. Kyle Tucker was a non-factor to the last game. Jordan Alvarez was a non-factor. They had like three hit-by-pitches against him. But as I'm looking at the Astros, after the Yankees series, that Sunday night baseball game that you know was nationally televised and they only put up one run, they went out to put up 13 runs in the first game against the Rangers, 14 runs in the second game against the Rangers, and 12 runs. In the third game against the almighty Texas Rangers, who are not almighty anymore. I mean, the Yankees beat them in a series here in the Bronx earlier in the year. But when you looked at the All-Star game, Texas Rangers had the whole infield. They had a bunch of guys in Seattle. I was out there. I'm like, look at the Rangers. You know, here in New York, we were laughing at DeGrom and, and Chris Young and the Rangers. Like, oh, they're not going to win anything over there. DeGrom signing over there just for the money. They're not going to win. Bruce Bochy, yeah, right. He's washed. Uh... They got off to a hot start, but it was a hot start. There was a lot of team like that's, you know, Boone said it. It's a long ass season, man. It's a long ass season. Hot start. The Diamondbacks were hot, right? Remember everybody told, oh, the Diamondbacks. Like, you know, we we were talking about it when we were looking at the Yankees. Oh, the Diamondbacks. Now the Diamondbacks are 13 games behind the Dodgers. The more things change, the more they stay the same. The Dodgers have 84 wins. I cannot wait to see Dodgers Braves NLCS. We got a little preview of that. Last weekend. But yeah, I think it's it's hilarious how the Yankees went to Houston and they've never been able to sweep Houston. They you know, not in Houston. I don't I don't know when I've when was the last time? Katie Sharp, tell me when the last time the Yankees swept in Houston. But something happened, man. You can't predict baseball. That's baseball, Susan. Yeah, the the hype of Austin Wells and Jason Dominguez joining the team, maybe the Houston Astros played down to their competition. Maybe they took their foot off the gas. They relaxed. Maybe with the holiday weekend, the calendar turning to September 1st, they weren't ready to play. And the Yankees finally started to play how I wanted them to play. Looking at the Mets, I said, the Mets are playing free. They're playing baseball. They're having fun. You know, DJ Stewart and Rafael Ortega and Jonathan Arauz and these Baby Mets, like they they know they're playing for next year. They're they're auditioning for next season. The season's over. It doesn't matter. It's it's lighter. There's some levity to the situation. When is that going to happen for the Yankees? Nine game losing streak will do that to you. Calling the kids up was all it took. And then the Yankees go on to sweep Houston. Now they have five wins in a row. They might as well go on and sweep Detroit tonight. Sweep them so I know it's real. That's what I used to say about the Yankees this year and last year because they couldn't complete the sweep. 
and I say, ah, they're not for real. Sweep them so I know it's real. Sweep them so then we're another game closer to making the postseason, and we have something to talk about with the New York Yankees as football kicks off and people put them on the back burner. Some people won't even have them on the stove. Uh, Kathy's in Bayville, New York. Kathy, you're on the fan. Hey, Keith. My name is Kathy. I'm calling from Bayville, New York. I just want to say something that I love your show. I love the way you sound. You're you're so knowledgeable, and thank you for being on air so that I can uh, appreciate you and um, your family that, that I've heard that was recently nice. about. That, that was so nice. Thank you. Definitely. Listen, I have to say something. I want to uh, assign a lingo or a name to the young kids. Uh, the Baby youth. Bombers 2.0, the Yankee Utes. Yeah, yeah. I- I'm tired of hearing like baby and youth and all that stuff. So I think that you should just name them the new keys, like newbies, but new keys. And it's so much nicer to hear like a name like that instead of like elaborate elaborate a little bit more on why why keys why are they the new keys because yankees oh i'm ah. thinking like because they're starting up the engine keys to the city key no, to victory no, no. no the, the new keys yankees and not not k-e-y k-e-e-s yes because like let's face it they have to go to they can go to war they should they're... be the yankees Whatever you want to call them. <laughs> the New York Yankees. That's perfect. But, you know, just just name them something because I'm hearing kids, I'm hearing youth, I'm hearing all these terms. Yeah, and they're men. They're they're millionaires. They're they're grown men. The yeah, New York Yankees. Not the yeah. Yankee Utes, not the baby bombers, not the baby Yanks. Yeah, we're t- I'm tired I mean, it's a great it's a great thing that they're young and they're this age and but still, I think it just be should be a name for them, nothing else. I think that would be a lot more interesting to understand and and nice to hear, because they're calling them kids, they're calling them youth, they're calling them all different things. You're you know you are you're wonderful, and I want to thank you so much for being on air, um, on the radio. I love listening to you. Thank you for calling and being so kind. Oh please, youth keys. Or new keys, whatever you want to call them, but make up a name so we can always know who they are, and without having to say kids, youth, you know Babies, what I mean? Yeah, I like it. I'm with you. I, I'll, I'll workshop that. I like the young keys thing. You know, I like you know keys K E E S. Thank you for the call and the politeness and the kind words, Kathy. The Martian and the young keys. We'll, we'll, we'll work on it. 877-337-6666. I got one hour left. Let's break it down. We'll be back after this.